It's time for the Armist Inquisition yet again, episode 258 on Sunday, the 20th of November, 2022. I'm Phil. I'm Armist Ben. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, got you. And uh, no, Matt this week. Matt's on a diplomatic mission to Alderaan, yeah, I believe. Yeah, yes. Yeah, he's going to blow it up. <laughs> <laughs> Too late, man. Too late. Fucking uh, Grand Moss Parking got there first. Ah, uh, you'll get there and it'll all be fucking rubble. Yeah. Anyway, never mind. Um, we've got Lee with us. I met Lee from the Big Conspire. How are we doing, Lee? We're all good. Very good. good. Nice to see you again. And we're also joined by one half of Monster Fuzz. Rob, how are you doing, Rob? I'm doing good. How are you doing, lads? Good, thanks, mate. Good. Good to see good, you guys. Marvellous. Yeah, Cheers for having us. Yeah, I was uh, I was looking for um, pictures of Bigfoot, and I couldn't resist that Harry and the Hendersons one. Yes, that takes He's a good back. lad, isn't he, Harry and the Henderson? <laughs> you know how Ron Perlman didn't get an Oscar for that role. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Ron Perlman actually, a friend of mine had a West Highland Terrier that was the very same as Ron Perlman. People used to ask for his autograph and everything when they were walking downtown. Holy shit! I see. Yeah, it was a ringer for him. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, and relax, isn't it? Uh, isn't it a, re- a relief when the stream goes off without a hitch? Uh, I, I don't think that's ever happened. You don't care, do you? You just sit back. He's like, uh, like, talking to me. I'm like trying pressing fine. all these buttons, and he's there talking to me in my ear, like trying to make me concentrate on something else. Anyway, yeah, it's nice to, to see you chaps again. Uh, we've. Um, I was just saying before we started, Lee, you introduced me to uh, Monster Fuzz not so long ago. Yep, I tried to anyway. It's like, go listen to these guys. Funny as fuck. Yeah, oh, thank you, Lee. No, it's true. Because I, um, <laughs> I listen to podcasts all day because I'm out working by myself. And yeah, I always love listening to Monster Fuzz. I'll be, I'm a like, delivery driver and I'll be walking up to someone's door to deliver something. And then you'll say something and I'll be laughing, knock on the door. They'll open the door and I'm laughing my fucking head off at them. And they probably think I'm laughing at them, but I'm not. It's just what you guys have been saying. You so, could yeah. be laughing at them too, but thanks. Oh, yeah, much. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that often happens. Yeah, yeah. How long, you, how long have you been going now, Rob? Uh, lockdown. So, like, what two, two and a half years ago, um, we we just we were sort of at a loss of something to do. And you guys know yourself; you probably have some type of impulse to put stuff out. We're the same. So, I was kind of bored. I was like, I wasn't doing anything at the time. I used to do a lot of YouTube and stuff, and I was kind of wanting a project, something new. And um, myself and Eamon, like, we always shared the interest in talking about this kind of stuff as well. You know, cryptids, paranormal stuff and conspiracies, all that type of stuff. And uh, because we were at nothing, we just kind of said to ourselves, like, well, why don't we give a podcast a go? And of course, Eamon was um, one of the original OG crowd on those conspiracy guys. So um, he had a bit of experience in that regard with podcasting. Um, So, yeah, so we just said we'd give it a go. And um yeah it's been really fun like it's just been kind of one of those things where you had no expectations going in and um it's just kind of been progressively getting better and more people are listening and it's just real fun yeah it's good crack 
Was was it podcasting that got you into cryptids and stuff? Or were you like a fourteen time subscriber oh, back in the day? Fourteen TV on Channel Four. Uh, I wouldn't have been. So we started like I think Jurassic Park started me off on the road of monsters and being obsessed with them. Right? I mean, who wasn't into it back in the day? And from there, we got. I had this book, and it was the weirdest fucking thing. We were. I had forgotten about this book my whole life. We and we were recording an episode of the podcast about a year ago, and some sequence of words just fucking ignited something in my brain. And I went, "That fucking book I used to have as a child." I had this book called Monsters. Eamon said something that kind of brought it up, and it had like this black cover with like a sea monster on the cover, and uh, it was like a hard cover kind of kids book. I'd say it was probably for young adults or something. And this book had every single cryptid, high strangeness encounter, all of this mad shit in it, um, like Wolfman, all of these really cool stories. I had Michele Membe, have you ever heard about that? Um, the African uh, sauropod and stuff like that. And I had this when I was like six or seven years old and I was fucking reading this shit and loving it. And only from that memory when he said I went fuck that's what it is so I actually found the book on eBay it took ages to find it and I ordered myself a copy again and when I got it I was like oh this is Sean Monster for another two years so it's kind of crazy like it comes around full circle but I had completely forgotten about that and then later on as a teenager you know you get into like chupacabra you hear about all that kind of stuff and it's just all funny silly stuff but for me it was always like dinosaurs that might still be alive kind of got me interested in that weird road to go down you know yeah i think like i remember i think like when we were in school probably everyone in our class wanted to be a paleontologist yeah because yeah. when jurassic you park came out you yeah. know i think yeah. what was it 92 was it yeah yeah yeah, right. yeah. so we had been like nine ten years old or something mm. and i would say oh. i was obsessed i was You're obsessed with age then so yeah so we're we're all we all grew up with that kind of shit and i think that kind of primed us because you have like Dino Crisis, Resident Evil, all that kind of stuff oh. set us up to be into that, right? Do you remember Two Rock, the Dinosaur Hunter on the N64? Oh, brilliant game. Cerebral <laughs> boar, man. Getting yeah, in there, man. Drilling lads. <laughs> I, uh, I feel like one of those dinosaurs in this podcast. You're like, oh, I'm at school in 92 when Jurassic Park come out and I'm out working and, you know, my first kid's on the way. That's what oh, really? Yeah, what age are yeah. you? 60? Um, don't ask a woman her age. But yeah, I'm not quite 60. Triple I'm figure, Jelly. Early 50, yeah. not good for it. I would have said you're around our age now, to be honest. Yeah, I've got a good filter on. My grand talk took me to see Jurassic Park when it first came out. And really? uh, she, she's from Belfast, or she was from Belfast. Yeah. And there's a scene, like, fairly early on in the film where um, uh, the two kids, and I think Sam Neill, are fleeing a herd of Gallimimus. They're the ones that oh, look like yeah, ostriches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, there's a bit where they sort of, like, jump behind a log and take cover behind a, a log, and they come mm-hmm. bounding over him. And Minandus like, <laughs> she leans over and she goes... It's amazing, Philip, how they how they train them to do that, isn't it? That's the magic of cinema though. <laughs> my granddad brought me to see Titanic and I'll never forget I was probably what I was young and I'll never forget Kate Winslet's tea and how awkward I felt when that popped up on screen and my granddad sitting beside me. I was like, Oh shit, this is not God's so Especially with your hand down your pants as well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> It oh, good. It awkward. <laughs> I bet you can wait to rewatch it though, could you? On your own. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Still not seen it, you know. You know, that's in Titanic. <laughs> no, 
I get ripped all the time because like, there's all these classic films that I've never seen. We won't spoil the ending on you. You should watch it. It's brilliant. All right. <laughs> hey, like, Lee, did you ever get into the conspiracy theory around the Titanic? Uh, yeah, of course. With the sister ship that they sunk instead of the Titanic. Yeah, of course. Olympia, was it? Was it the, I think it was the Olympic. Olympic. Yeah. 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 I heard about that. Wasn't there something about JP Morgan involved in all that type of stuff? Was it him? No, yeah. that, that's to do with um, the people, to do with the bankers who were on the ship who yeah. sunk. But that's different from the other conspiracy, right. which is the um, their sister, because the sister ship, I can't remember which way around it was. One of them crashed. It was yeah. the, the, the captain who was on the Titanic. He was in charge of their sister ship. Mm-hmm. They crashed that ship into, I think it was like a Navy ship. Yeah. And basically what they'd done is they took that ship, took all the name off of the Titanic, put it on that ship, and then kept the Titanic as the sister ship, and then took the Titanic out and sunk that because took the sister ship out as the Titanic, and that one that's the one that sunk. So yeah, the, they just the did like a, a patch yeah. up job on it, didn't they? Rather than because yeah. it was okay. going to cost that much to repair, and the yeah. Titanic was behind schedule as well, I think. And right. wasn't there a story that JP JP Morgan was supposed to be on it, wasn't he? And he didn't he mm-hmm. cancel the day before or something? Yep. There's a lot mm-hmm. of weirdness was, about it. And it I was all the all the bankers who were against the gold going off the gold standard. A load of them, or like the people with power, were on the ship and they went down with it as well. Mm. So that's part of. They would have been the ones when it got to America. They would have been the ones who would stood up and said, "Oh, we don't want to come off the gold standard. We, you know, we don't want this fractal banking thing." Yeah, this, uh, they all went this, down with the ship. There's a weird galactic element to the um, to the iceberg that I heard as well. Apparently, there was like a a super moon, or the moon was in perigee or apogee. I can't remember which way around it was, but the gravity was strong, and they had super high uh, tides the week before the Titanic went out. And there was oh. and a bit of ice broke off Newfoundland, I think, or somewhere in Canada, and uh, and floated floated down. And the iceberg shouldn't have been there that it crashed into, which is why they were sort of freaked was, out by it being there it was a drone iceberg yeah, that's yeah. it yeah, yeah controlled by uh, with the moon and like Moff Tarkin yeah, yeah. Grand Moff Tarkin yeah. <laughs> dolphins <laughs> they were using the dolphins to push the iceberg I don't know where I heard that I might have read it on a on a bus shelter <laughs> <laughs> probably true though the back of a toilet cubicle somewhere phone yeah. <laughs> this number and there's the story <laughs> written in excellent prose like loads of paragraphs <laughs> yeah 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 mm. So Rob, when you do your your podcast, a lot yep. of the time you start off with a poem and a song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where where did that come from? Why did I have no idea? Um, so I I knew that Eamon, um, my co-host, is fantastic at improv. He's really fucking good at improv. Like when we were growing up and and we do songs and stuff, like um, the lads would be playing guitar and stuff, and Eamon would just sing on the spot and make songs up. Kind of like, if you guys are familiar with like the old CKY stuff, Brandon D. Camillo and how he'd freestyle rap and all that. Eamon was very good at that style of thing. So when we started the podcast, I wanted something that would highlight that he was really good at doing things off the cuff. Um, and I just started writing things because I thought it'd be funny. And yeah, he's he's just yeah, his songs like the stuff that he comes out with on the spot is great. Like, you know what I mean? It's just so like, a lot of the time you make him into a sexual deviant, though. I do, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I make him out to be like a pervert sex pest, <laughs> and then uh, his it kind of riles him up, and he comes out with a great song. But it was basically just to highlight. Eamon's talents as like an improv singer he's so good at that stuff that uh, it would be just a waste not not trying to bring that out of him you know it boggles my mind that it's like um, I was watching that Rise Above 
Oh, yeah. And they've got, like, live MCing on there. Mm. And I just don't understand. It's like the brains must work different, the way they can just improvise and make it coherent. And I'd be tripling... I wouldn't be able to get a fucking sentence out straight. Never mind, like, improvise a whole story Mm. like that. It's crazy. Even improv comedy is the same. It's like, uh, and our friend Gordo as well from Those Conspiracy Guys, he's very like that as well. He's very good at improv on the spot, kind of quick thinking comedy would be more his thing. And like, um, it's just something that when you have that talent, like you kind of have to show it off, right? So you're like, lads that are good at that, it's just amazing. Like, I think... I think there was like a company interested in Eamon's jingle he did one time and this was before the podcast he he had like their ingredients to some fucking thing that they were making and he sang the ingredients off the back of the packet or something like that and this company <laughs> were like this is fucking brilliant like they got in touch with him over Instagram and all this kind of stuff and it was literally just off the spot here's like uh, let's just do this and go with this but I love that I love that ability it's a fantastic thing you know yeah it's amazing, mm-hmm. amazing I'm terrible so at comedy is oh, someone will say something to me and it'll be three hours later and then I'll be like oh that's what I should have said <laughs> well maybe yeah. writing is your uh, writing might be your thing then you know because yeah. some some people are better with writing and some people are better with on the spot type of stuff do you know what I mean yeah. it's Just, like well Ricky Gervais is a great all-rounder I'm trying to think of a good example but like there's a lot of great British comedians that write stuff more than they do improv you know so maybe Ricky Gervais is a, t- a poor example but there's some really good improv like Jimmy Carr for example he's great off the cuff like you know what I mean you wouldn't want to say anything to that guy um, but then maybe Bob Mortimer is more of a sketch comic maybe he does a lot of improv as well though so it's kind of hard to say but well, both of those guys are hilarious that's sort of surreal aspect like Vic and Bob that was completely that was pretty novel when it came out wasn't yeah. it it's hilarious yeah, hilarious really still is I don't know if you guys have listened to Athletic Omens but like that's my favourite podcast it's just so fucking funny it's hilarious like if he's just screaming at it like so weird and fucking bizarre you know mm. who does he do it with Athletic Omens he does it with uh, Andrew, I can't remember his name, really, really interesting story, I believe I've got this right, but I think Andy sent him a DM on Twitter and that's how the podcast started. Ah, oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, I think they had a, tw- a bit of a Twitter friendship over a couple of years to do with football. I think he just messaged him and went, here, are you up for doing a podcast? And he went, yeah, sure, go on. And the rest is history. They've been doing it probably four or five years, probably about as long as you guys, actually, I'd say. Um, and yeah, just from a DM, just a random chance, you know, it's kind of crazy. You miss all the shots you don't take. Yeah, this is it. Say, this is yeah. it. You have to go for it, yeah. Have to have a brass neck, as I say, <laughs> you know. <laughs> So you um you, you do your research. Yep. <laughs> how much okay. effort do you, how much effort do you put into it? Is Loopsy. it like look at some Google Google pages, get someone else's stuff, and then it, yeah, yeah that, it, that'll do. It depends, like because you know what, like I think with any podcast, you have to kind of decide like what what do we want to present here? Like, do we want to present a factual podcast where people can respect you for your facts and say like I go to them because those guys know their shit. Or do you want to be a podcast where it's like I go to them to have a laugh or whatever? 
we didn't want to be the I go to them because they know their shit type of podcast. We wanted people to just come to us and have a laugh. So we do. And now, to be fair, in a lot of episode notes, we actually did do a lot of work. Some of them we don't bother. Ours. We just get the, the, the bare minimum and then fuck around. Um, but some of them, it depends. Like the Bigfoot episodes, I did a lot of research on. Like the, I, I sometimes try to avoid them because I do a lot for them. And they usually do quite well. Like people are interested in Bigfoot. But there's always a duality. I suppose you guys are the same with comedy podcasts as well. It's like you're trying to find that balance between I'm wanting to have the crack and I'm wanting to inform. So sometimes for us, the crack can take away from the information. So you have to really decide what you want to do. Uh, so for us, it's kind of a lot of time we've just kind of a lot of we used to get a lot more feedback when we were fucking around. So we just decided, right, let's just keep fucking around more. I, I like it, it, it being fact-checked, like, who wants to fucking do this all the time? Like, this one does Especially fucking... about Slenderman, for fuck's yeah. sake. You know? It's like... God, lighten like, up. It's like, it's like Bigfoot, like, you'll go on to fucking... Like, you know, people are get going on about, like, the ditties and the way the breasts are hanging and the yeah. arms and everything. And, I think you'll find he's seven foot six, not seven yeah. foot five. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's like, lads, <laughs> like, we're really talking about a comic book character here, and if, <laughs> if it is real, that's fantastic, and I would love that, obviously, but, you know, we don't need to get into the nitty-gritty of, like, creatures that have never been seen in real life, you know? Um. So, yeah, that's where we are with it. But sometimes we'll do episodes where maybe you're... I don't know if you guys have done it where like someone real has actually died and so you're trying to handle that with a little bit more respect like we've we've touched on some of the stuff uh killings where people say like they were satan influenced you know like satan influenced them and they're they were acting um on the instructions from the devil and with that kind of stuff i think you kind of have to handle it with a little bit more respect um because it would be kind of out of place if you threw in a dick joke when you're talking about some lad murdering someone but um by and large yeah we don't we we try and depending on the top if it's gold man we're not going to spend a week researching a gold man episode let's be honest about it here, you know so it really does vary it depends it can be days and days or it can be a short amount of time i can't speak for him and i don't know how much research he puts in we usually kind of share it between us you know are you ever disappointed with an episode so your infamous skinwalker ranch I love that episode. episode. That's my favorite episode. <laughs> it sort of went off in a big tangent, didn't it? Uh, yeah, no, sometimes, yeah. yeah, sometimes. Did you, did you get any complaints? No. We, we, the only time I got a complaint, brilliant. we talked about this on the podcast before, the only time we got a legitimate complaint was when I told a story, so I'll tell the story to you guys as well. Um, at Christmas about three or four years ago, um, I was setting up something in the living room. The dryer is on in the kitchen, the clothes dryer, and I'm hearing like, you know, you're used to the noise of something, right? I was hearing the noise. It sounded funny. I was like, this fucking dryer sounds like weird. Like there's something going on with the fucking dryer. So I come in, I open the dryer and the poor fucking cat was inside the dryer. Now the cat ran out of the dryer. It was all right. Like, so, you know, don't worry. Cat ran off. It was sick as a dog. We rang the vet. The vet told us, look, you know, wait it out and see how the cat is and blah, 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 bring it in. But anyway, the vet actually... Sticking on the line and finishing off. (laughs) (laughs) The cat had like a a perm, like the cat kind of had hair, like (laughs) you guys' beards, you know. And, um, And he was like, look, just wait and see. But he thought it was so funny that he rang in the radio the next day. This vet did into the local radio station and he was telling this story. He was like, never in my 20 years of being a vet have I ever heard about a cat that was put in the dryer for X amount of time or whatever, right? So I told that story on a podcast, much like I'm telling that story now. 
and someone like completely fucking misses a point and writes in this big A4 fucking letter, <laughs> like calling us shitty people and this and that. And I'm like, I woke up one night and, and you guys get emails too, I'm sure. And, and, and I looked like well, one eye, I checked my emails and I see this fucking message and I was vexed like for so long. I never even responded to it. But yeah, when people just miss the point completely, um, yeah, it's annoying. But generally we don't, I don't think people come to us looking for information so we don't get too much hassle really in that Christ. <laughs> You know, fuck that. But yeah, people didn't like the cat story. Would I be right to assume, Rob, that the dryer was open and the cat went in? And yeah, then when did they have a fucking nap? All right, yeah. you weren't just sort of like, no. lots of days of like, grabbed it by no. the collar and chucked it in, no? I wasn't the cat like, coming wet. Yeah, the, yeah. Cat is still alive, but, uh, the cat is still alive. The cat is 11 years old, I believe now. We're 10 years old. Uh, her name is Chonky. And... Um, <laughs> she's uh she's living a large still to this day not a problem you know but it, it was uh for me it was scary but again yeah like i mean look these are these are accidents you can't be fucking pulling people up over that shit but by and large no we haven't had much hassle from anyone oh actually sorry Eamon went after you guys might have had this if you've done religious episodes and judging by your name maybe you have done um we did an episode on santa muerte have you guys heard about santa muerte Saint, Saint Saint Death. Death. Yeah, yeah. So we did we did an episode about that. Uh and it's the it's like um I'm not even gonna try and explain it because I'll annoy people when I try and explain it. <laughs> but basically a lot of people on Twitter got fucked off with us about that episode because they're like, You got it all wrong. And it was literally just about the blurb. They didn't even fucking listen to the episode. Probably for the best anyway. But they were like, Oh, this is that, and like you're attacking their religion. And I'm like, these are like 60 year old white dudes from like some random place in America I'm like you're not fucking like do you know what I mean you're not about that anyway you're just fucking bored you yeah. know well if you well the best place for comments like that is BitChute we get some yeah, we get some, some gems of comments on yeah, BitChute occasionally some odd cats what? on there especially if is you're that- tackling religion if you start talking about Gnosticism or uh, Christianity esoteric Christianity or uh mythic christianity anything like that people just lose their shit because yeah. um it's just so hardcore over there in certain um, sections isn't it yeah. is bitch out that sort of that's the like kind of free speech video platform is it it's like youtube but the, is it? yeah but it's less censorious i guess okay well that's that's a good thing but yeah i suppose that does attract a certain kind of audience that are going to pull oh, you yeah. all the time you know what i mean so it is it's tough like it's tough you know when you're just mates having fun and you guys are all the same it is tough because sometimes you forget when you're recording you just think well we're just friends talking right mm-hmm. and even though you are putting it out for other people to hear you're still just friends having a conversation. And so when people are like picking that apart as a third party, uh, it can be kind of, it can be annoying. It can be upsetting as well when people misinterpret what you're saying. You're kind of like, look, you know, it's not that deep. Like we're just kind of fucking around here. Mm. Um, if you were preaching a message or you were trying to manipulate or or bother people or do anything harmful, then I think it's a different thing. But when you're just having fun, it's like, who the fuck are you to come in and try and shit on it? You know, it's, it's a strange thing. We got one the other day. It was when it was from way back. Do you remember when we had David Vice on, the king yeah, of the, yeah. the king of the flat earthers? Flat Earth, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah nice. someone dropped a comment last week saying, "Why is this guy laughing all the time? You ruined it. You ruined the interview." <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate, but you know I'm, I'm not a pro, man. He's talking no. about flat Earth. Yeah. Well, that's, that's another. That's about, another yeah. of the toxic subjects. If you if you do any flat Earth stuff. 
Yeah, Holy I'm not shit. talking about where the fucking barge fall. I can stay where it is. Come on, Rob. You, you yeah, gag in for it. Do a flat we'll earth see. episode. We'll Come see. on. We haven't actually, do you know what? We haven't dipped. I, flat earth is kind of a neutral topic, I suppose, but we haven't dipped into like many conspiracy subjects at all. Um, and I think for us, uh, a little bit of that now lately has been due to, I think some of them have been kind of hijacked with political agendas nowadays. And so it's kind of hard to be like impartial and talk about a lot of this stuff because we grew up on them. I fucking loved like uh, conspiracy theories back in the day. Like, uh, you know, in the early days of the internet, you're getting all these fucking mad shit stuff coming in. You know, one day you might be reading about 9-11, the next day you might be reading about like the Philadelphia experiment or something. And it just all kind of seemed very interesting. It was like this secret treasure trove of information that people didn't know. And you were trying to like learn about it to tell people and say like, here, you should check this out. Like this is, you know, this is worth checking out. Mm. Um, but I think nowadays it's very hard to sort of disseminate like what is and what isn't legitimate. What is like a political attack on another political party versus, and of course that was probably always the case as well. Even when we were young, it probably was attacks on political parties, a lot of this stuff. And you're kind of going, well, do I want to get into that that deep? Like, I'm a lad from Ireland. I don't give a shit about American politics. Like, so do I want to get that deep into it, really? Um, and so it can be it can be sticky getting into them, because, which is a shame, because I do truly love them. I think all of that stuff is, uh, is, is, is really fun. But you have to know your shit when you, when you talk about it. Like, even our friend Gordo, like, he could spend six months filling up his cup as he calls it which is basically like you know he'll strip back the amount of episodes he's putting out and he'll just fucking research like and he goes into it like and he goes deep into it and I don't think I'd have the attention span to even be able to possibly manage that but you kind of have to do it nowadays if you're wanting to put out a show that is like legitimately giving him a good I can disagree you think so? We we often play our shows where we know absolutely fuck all. We just <laughs> we just probably no one's listening, so it doesn't matter. But you know what I mean. It's well, a bit different to Gordo. Listen. Gordo's got a big listen. following. We've got yeah. fuck all, and we yeah. can say whatever we want. And, you know, <laughs> whatever. What we do? Safety in no numbers. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Is our you show. have we'll not listened until someone decides to find you and then it'll blow up, and you're like, oh fuck! Still like, don't care. Savage. Our show's, our show's oh. opinion is our opinion. You are <laughs> older than us. It's so. often, it's often <laughs> other people's opinion that we just spout for ourselves. So you know. Well, we'll this is true. Ourselves. This is true. User upon a, a rendition on it. Um, yeah. Is there any? Is there any you guys think? All right, let's let's do question and answers time here. We'll put it all on the line. Is there any question or is there any conspiracies that you guys think like? Let's pick one. Is a hundred percent real, and then let's do one that you guys think is just unequivocally false um i think for me it's flat art i just think flat art is not real at all and i don't entertain it at all when people talk about it um, i agree with you yeah and then one that i might think is a bit more real is like 9-11 was sketchy in general but and i don't think it was so much sketchy in a you know melting steel beans type of way i kind of think it was more sketchy in was there a blind eye actually turned to it you know was was um 
did people know that this was happening and sort of turn a blind eye to it at the time on purpose as a kind of a false flag almost, you know, and they just kind of, they gave the dude the loaded gun before he went in to rob the shop kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? That's my like best case scenario for 9-11. Yeah. That is sort of a mixture of incompetence and maybe foreknowledge, but letting it happen because never let a good crisis go to waste and all the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, the oil wars are always kind of on the menu. I, I could even see now in the current climate that we're in, you know, heat and bills are going through the roof and stuff like that. I wouldn't be shocked if there was kind of rallies for another oil war in the next like five years or something like that, you know? Yeah. I'm with you on flat earth as well. It's like, I just, uh, I'm not buying it. No, I need the no. big ones, the big astronomical ones, flat earth, hollow earth theories. What about um, Tychos? Tychos is a good one. Yeah. An interesting what that? One. What's that? That sounds good. What's that? That's where the earth, it's the earth's centre of the universe, everything rotates around, <laughs> around the earth. It's not the centre of the universe, centre of the, centre of no, the... Um, our solar system is a binary, isn't That's it? That's it, binary, yeah. And yeah. is it the sun and Mars? Sun and Mars are two binary systems. Yeah, and, and Earth is like in this sort of in this sort of slow procession in the middle. You go to uh, Tychos dot com, and okay. uh, you can see Patrick Holmquist's model. It's like a geometric model of the solar system. Right. It completely disregards like New- Newtonian mechanics. Mm-hmm. We're not interested in this. We've got mm-hmm. this geom- ge- geometric model. And you can see mm-hmm. all the planets going, and it's all correct. The observations are correct. Everything is where ah, it should be okay. at the right time. You can roll it back right. a thousand years. You can roll it forward a thousand years. And it's just an interesting idea. It's like, um, I don't know. Yeah, anyone that has compelling evidence for a, for one of these conspiracy or alternate theories on things. What about simulation theory? Do we like simula- simulation theory here, folks? Do you know what the best thing about simulation theory is, uh, Rob? Is that all this cryptid stuff? Yeah, yeah. Whether it's interdimensional yeah, rapist monkeys yeah. or yeah. Bigfoot. Interdimensional child molesters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, black helicopters. <laughs> or uh, whatever it is. If it's yeah. if it's simulation theory is correct, then all that shit is on the table. All of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, so, so we did two episodes on simulation theory. Those were actually, Lee, to answer your question, those were episodes that we spent a lot of time on. Um, and we had Gordo on the part two of that. Uh, it was kind of glitches in the matrix we ta- talked about, but it, it tied in with the idea of simulation theory um and we just had some accounts and some stories and stuff like that but i think that one is definitely interesting it seems like there's a lot of science that's totally ahead of us that we just don't know yet like and it seems like eventually there'll be some type of key that we have and once we unlock that basically everything is fucking possible like it just seems like we're way behind on trying to figure that out right now like we're very primitive but i think anything is on the table but the simulation one is kind of I, I really like it, but I have a hard time believing it. Do you know what I mean? That's kind of the way where I come from with that one. Well, it kind of makes logical sense, doesn't it? When when you look at things like Moore's Law and the yeah, advance yeah. In, in CPU processor speed mm-hmm. and all the rest of it, there is a logic to the point that there will be a point where VR mm-hmm. becomes indistinguishable from the real world, the real yeah. reality. So, you know, if that is possible, how do we know it hasn't happened already? There's, there's like a there's a hard yeah. logic there which is hard to argue with. Mm-hmm. How there's do you a, an, 
a want for humans as well if you want to get into it a little bit there's kind of a, an inherent want for us to simulate things through computers like we want to get into video games we want to go into this like digital realm we like want to try and simulate realities um you know even like you know i suppose when you're like stress testing certain computer programs and doing things like that you're sort of simulating a lot of different outcomes right it's like will we get to a point in the future where it's just we want to simulate our model over and over again figuring out things about where we come from and stuff but it does seem like it's all going that way like there's a desire for us to actually go there it seems like the virtual world is almost a necessity and it might be a point where once we like imagine this like imagine we were able to accurately emulate earth as it is now once we get to that point do we realize that's what's happening to us is that the when the coin drops and we go fuck this is what we're in like you know once we're able to properly simulate it it's like trying to play sims now is shit right but imagine we got like people with like the sims except you could actually go in and you could interact with these characters and they think you're real and you think they're real like avatar it'd be spooky like avatar which is like dances with wolves which is like a lot of other films a question about the simulation it's like two different things for me you've got the simulation where you go with the matrix so you're you're like your body or whoever consciousness is somewhere else and you're being yeah. put in the matrix. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a prison. Uh-huh. And we, we need to get out maybe, uh-huh. or we can get back to where we come from. Uh-huh. But the other option is we're just constructs in the matrix and you can't, you know, without the matrix, you don't exist. Yeah. That'd so, be pretty sad as well. Right. Well, it, well, it's not tragic. sad. It's just where we are. So in, if you, if you find out that's where you exist and you, there is no, there is nothing beyond that. And mm-hmm. I don't know, is that sad? Is it, as it breaks breaks your reality it's like oh we're just made up well, like, programs well, running around but aren't we all just that anyway maybe yeah, if, I don't if, know. if our god is fucking intel or something like that it's a bit upsetting yeah. like Andy you're like oh, maybe sick, like, <laughs> oh, like Nvidia. Yeah, Nvidia is our lord yeah. you know <laughs> And then okay. you'd be like, what's the point? What's the point of fighting the, the system? Because we're in the matrix, but we're part of the matrix. We can't get out of it unless someone puts us on a hard drive and takes us somewhere else. Where that's true. This yeah. is true. This Tell you what, true, though, yeah. NVIDIA is a really good name for like a Sumerian deity back in the day. Yeah. Oh, Babylonian yeah. baby what eating. What does it all mean, huh? <laughs> <Baby>. <laughs> well, yeah, like Moloch, you know, sacrifice yeah. to NVIDIA. It's yeah. coming full circle. Yeah. I don't know. It, I, I'm sort of with you, Lee, in that if it is a simulation, well, we're here and we've got to make the best of it anyway. Does yeah, it, yeah. It's not going to change how you behave or how you no. react to your but environment. It, it depends surely. on the simulation. If it's like the Matrix where we're somewhere else and we're put in the simulation and you can escape back to where you come from, that makes a difference. But if we're not and this is everything and if you can't get out of it, then you just make the best of what, you know. What if, what this, what, what if this simulation was just made for you, Lee? You're the only uh, real person, the only real consciousness, and where does uh, this? Where does ones and zeros? Yeah, we're actors. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> who made the simulation? Where am I? Can I get that out? Am I just stuck here? Why do they make it? You're better? asking the wrong questions, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I probably am. <laughs> what, what, what question should I be asking then? I put you on the spot now, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> how do I get to work? Why the fuck can I fly in this simulation? <laughs> yeah, you can, oh, yeah. How do I how do I hack I this? Fly. Where's God yeah. mode? <laughs> you should you should tell us about your your lucid dream, Lee. You're flying no, you're flying no, 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 and you're not, lucid dreaming. I'm not doing that now. <laughs> you giving up? <laughs> no, I, I haven't had lucid dreaming for ages. And yeah, okay, when I fly in my lucid dreams, 
very rarely I actually get far off the ground. I end up skimming my belly along the ground. But I know I'm lucid. <laughs> I'm like, I want to fly, and then I'll jump off a car, like, a get some height. That's a weird fantasy, up, man. Give me, it's not fantasy, it's lucid. <laughs> it's real. And then I'll be man. like, I fucking can't fly. And then yeah. I'll wake up or, you know, how, how, can you be sh- how can you be shit at flying in your own dream? I don't know. <laughs> it's really ridiculous. <laughs> It's the Matrix is holding me back, the bastards. It is. It's program. It's the program. It's holding me down. <laughs> Have you ever tried it, Rob? Have you ever like tried any s- s- certain exercises you can do to sort of uh, encourage lucid dreaming? Is there anything you fuck with? I don't need to have. I don't need to encourage anything. Lucid dreaming, man. I've had some fucking mental dreams. I'll be honest with you. Um, really? Remember? Yeah, I remember one time back before before we knew what Kanye was like. I found a dream. I had a dream. I was I was going through the desert and I, I I stumble across these sand dunes and I see Kanye in a in the desert get up and I'm like Kanye, what's the crack? And I wanted to take a picture with Kanye, but my fucking phone battery was dead. I was raging. Of course, now if I took a picture with Kanye, sure. There'd be no clout or nothing anyway. It'd be no use. But I was, uh, but yeah, it was a cool dream. Then I had a dream one time that me and Eamon were swimming around a, a walrus pen in a zoo and the walrus was trying to come on us. So we were trying to dodge it. So there you go. Freud could look into that one and tell us a little bit about what's going on with that dream. Uh, what does the walrus represent? I know, yeah. I am the walrus. <laughs> I'm the Eggman. Then, yeah. then you grew the moustache, right? Exactly, yeah. Oh, wow. That was the inspiration. <laughs> yeah. uh, wow, I, I'm, I would imagine do the walruses have like normal cocks? Uh, <laughs> in my dream, I didn't see him, which is probably <laughs> for the best because I could have taken a turn. Uh, well, yeah, no, I don't know. I don't the know. mammals, I aren't they? So. The mammals yeah, probably mammals. have normal cocks. Probably yeah. packing heat. I said they're packing heat. You know, it's a uh, walrus has got a good one on them. You know, you must go to uh, yeah. Well, I put a memo down to go to the Sea Life Centre. I was actually in an aquarium there a couple of weeks ago and uh, there was a lot of otters and they were all 69ing. Nice. They were all going around. <laughs> the otters were mad for 69ing. They were like getting head to tail and proper going at it. And like I was looking at them going to the lads like, here, check out the otters are doing 69ing. And he looked up at me like, fuck off annoying me here. I'm trying to fucking eat a minge. Like, and he went back to it then. And then he got up and he went around and checked the other one. He was like, you all right for 69? And then he got down 69 that one. I couldn't believe it. But anyway, you can check it online if you're, if you're curious. How, how, did not, how did they not drown? No, they're, they're on land doing it. I couldn't do it underwater. There's too much, too much science going on there. Like, underground and they're doing it, you know? Did you check if they were like male, male, women, male? I don't think they cared. Women, I think yeah, they were equal opportunities. Yeah, I think they were equal opportunities, you know? They were just okay. going around having the crack, you know? So come back in the next life as an otter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> simulation, the otter simulation. <laughs> That'll be something in the metaverse in the future. Put on your headset, you'd be an otter. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. you can I don't know go around and look at what the walrus has got. Back Maybe that's yeah. how uh, Terry Nutkins lost his finger. Sixty nine, yeah, sixty nine. He's lucky he only lost yeah. his finger, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah, his, <laughs> his helmet nibbled off. He was just testing the water, isn't it? Took it too far. Ah, <laughs> oh, limp dick city. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, where where's the um, where's Shakira? 
she popping by tonight? Eamon, my, my, my better half Eamon, is that he's actually quite close to Shakira right now. He's in Brazil, <laughs> the fucking bastard. Um, he's on holidays, enjoying the, the good life. It looks absolutely amazing over there. Um, he's gone to Brazil for like three weeks. Um, and it looks fantastic, actually. And like I'm sitting here wearing two pairs of socks. <laughs> uh, freezing me bollocks off looking at him going you are so uh, but it looks fantastic have any of you guys have been, ever been over to South America nah no. man no it's uh, he's been there twice actually motherfuckers like fucking Ferdinand Magellan or something going around <laughs> the place, but he's been he's been he's been over there twice the lucky fucker yeah it's a, it's a nice spot like you know um, but it's like the hikes and stuff over there look amazing like I'm kind of jealous of them to be honest what, what's so, the uh, cryptid situation in, in Brazil do they have any uh he's Mexico but sure he'd be around there yeah. there's what's his name El Duende have you ever heard of him he's like a little gnome kind of guy from oh Matt Matt he'll be back next <laughs> week <laughs> yeah. um, who else is there we did one recently and I can't even fucking remember what it was to be honest with you but there are, there are a lot of Brazilian cryptids as well which it's interesting when you examine cryptids from different countries because whether they are or once were real animals and they're like folkloric tales passed down from different generations or whether they were just literally folkloric tales to warn people about where they're going. It's all very fascinating because sometimes you'll get like convergence in the tales. Like a lot of stuff sounds similar from different areas. Um, But then you'll have things specific to local areas, um, which like we were talking about earlier, like in Africa, you know, there's all the conspiracies that there are not conspiracies, but um, theories that there's like uh, dinosaurs in the Congo and stuff, which is not it's like Loch Ness, right? You have Loch Ness in, in over here in the kind of European side of things. And then over in Africa, you've got like Michele Membe. You've got like, there's another one, like a, a Triceratops called Emila and Tuca. That was another one people were talking about. Um, and then you've got like giant snakes and stuff like that. And um, spiders. Yeah. Like, you see, a big spider could never, like, a sign, like, it just couldn't work ever a giant spider there was some there was some guy i think listened to an old episode of ours and he was just saying that i think it's something with the oxygen in the environment like spiders can't get big because of that um there was a time on the planet called uh the carboniferous era and insects got huge and it was due to either high or low oxygen i want to say high it's high, high yeah oxygen. yeah um and so we just can't do that now. It's the same as a T-Rex. Like, they need way more oxygen. So if a T-Rex was alive today, would they end up being this, like, tiny sort of maybe shoulder-sized dinosaur or even smaller? Yeah, so... But, like, most of that shit just can't happen. But what's what's interesting is that people still talk about it and that there's still tales. Like, Australia is a really interesting one, too, because... Um, they did like the Aboriginal people in Australia like legitimately fought with say giant lizards giant birds uh, creatures that were way bigger than what we're used to seeing and so a lot of their folkloric stuff their cave paintings have those giant lizards and stuff like that so when you see cave paintings from around the world with like different giant creatures you're like hmm is there something a bit more to that it's like Bigfoot like a lot of people say that Bigfoot could have been that gigantopithecus right is what everyone says that uh, could be a real life Bigfoot but the timelines don't really match up but maybe early man matched up with early gigantopithecus and early man passed down these fireside stories um, of these giant creatures that they once fought. Like, I mean, there was hunter-gatherers in the Americas that 
were killing giant armadillos that were the size of like um, Volkswagen minis um, or yeah, the, the bug, the little Volkswagen beetles. And um, the shell was that big that hunters used to use them as shelter on nights out, like when they were hunting, you know? So, and that was real stuff. That was stuff that we were around. Um, we did a series about it. It's called The Main Pleistocene, which is basically stuff that man kind of drove, drove to extinction or stuff that we kind of came up against at that time. And there's a lot of interesting stuff there. So when you look at that stuff, you're kind of like, all right, yeah, if if the further back crazier stuff like Loch Ness and stuff isn't true, there might actually be some more fun stuff that did happen. And we, and we have fossil records and proof of that. Uh, it's just as interesting, you know? Yeah, it's not that long ago. Man. Uh, the Younger Dryas terminated the last ice age what, uh, 12,000 years ago? Mm-hmm. And, yep. you know, there was humans on every continent then. Mm-hmm. And we had, mm-hmm. like you said, the giant armadillos, this short-faced mm-hmm. bear, cave yeah. bear. There was the giant sloths. There was also... Marsupial lions, things like that. Yeah, like crazy Saber-toothed stuff. tigers. Yeah, Di- yeah, dire yeah. wolves. Favorite. Yeah, dire wolves. Yeah, a bit of John Snow action going on there, you know. <laughs> um, there was plenty of shit going on. So, like, it's it's really interesting. And, and that's kind of... That's the side of it that I really like. That was the that was the side of it that hooked me in. Do you know what I mean? Like that kind of early paleontology kind of stuff that you're like, oh yeah, okay, there was fucking weird shit around, and and there's a lot of fascinating stuff like that. That even with humans, like I mean, there was Egyptian motherfuckers in Ireland, like back when there was Vikings here, and how the fuck did they get here? Do you know what I mean? So there's a lot of uh, very interesting stuff from from time ranges back then that it's just lost to us and you'd wonder how much of it is lost and of course that's another theory that we've lost a lot of our knowledge and it's well gone um and there's probably a lot of records about things that we just don't know anymore things like that you know it's like when we were talking to chris tollworthy the other week and he was talking about mythology and how mythology is essentially history it's oral tradition mm-hmm. yeah and that all, all these stories they do have sort of seeds in truth of truth running mm-hmm. through them and not you know you're not supposed to take it all literally sort of thing but the 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 retelling and it's a preservation of knowledge Mm. going back thousands of years before there was writing because writing was like a commercial invention was to do with land ownership it was about tallying it was about rent about counting Mm. stocks and all and Mm. all the rest of it we really didn't need that no, for the most of our civil well, civilization depends how you define it. You know, yeah, I yeah. love that Gandhi quote where uh, someone goes up to Gandhi, some journalist, and says, "What do you think about Western civilization?" Yeah. And he goes, "Yeah, sounds like a good idea." <laughs> but, yeah, that's pretty pretty accurate. That, yeah. and it's There's, like because we sort of wiped out. There's so much that's been lost, especially when you look at North America. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know what happened with the conquistadors when they went yeah, over there, yeah, and yeah, yeah, they just you know just, everything just gets burnt and pillaged and, and lost, and we'd have to sort of pick up the pieces, thousands, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years later. Mm. There's a really weird one um, from Ireland. I, I first heard about it on the Blind Boy podcast, which, by the way, if anyone hasn't listened, the Blind Boy podcast is fantastic. But he was talking about. Um, a place in Ireland called the Valley of the Mad, I believe was the name. And this is a place for thousands of years where people with mental health problems went and lived in, right? This valley, it was called the Valley of the Mad. Everyone that was quote unquote mad went there to live. And they found out only recently that they were all drinking this water there, this well water. And it was said to heal you so to have healing properties and you'd be cured of your again madness um but 
they did um, tests on the water and they found out that there was fucking concentrations of lithium in the water, which is used as an antidepressant. Mm. So this was this place that was in from oral tradition that everyone knew about when people used to talk about back then. This is a real thing that people used to go to. Now, uh, there has been like more recent stuff where people have said, well, you know, maybe there wasn't a, as much of a concentration that it could actually benefit you. But the fact that there was a, an oral tradition about it and that they found something to correlate that oral, oral tradition would lead you to believe that surely there is some sort of uh, truth to it. And maybe even back then, the concentrations of lithium might have been higher in the well water. And this is the thing. So these are all things that it's just crazy that all of this can get lost, these verbal um, traditions, like things in America, First Nations stuff. I'd say so much of that is lost. So much of it, I'd say, because there was just so many genocides and stuff committed on them that you'd have to imagine that so much good knowledge was just gone, you know, completely wiped out. So many of their monuments over there have been destroyed as well. I mean, I, I think it might have been the Graham Hancock mm. recent program. He was saying, and it, it, I was like flabbergasted, I'll use that yeah. word, about the the amount. I can't remember what it was, but it was thousands, you know, maybe tens of thousands of their monuments compared to what's what's um, left have just been destroyed, you know. Completely, people, yeah. People, people built over them, destroyed them, you know, got rid of them because they were worthless to, the, you know, the modern settler. Or well, they yeah, were just exactly. in the way. Yeah, yeah just in the way. We want to build, build a village here, build a town yeah. here, we're just knock those hills down, knock this, whatever whatever they had there. So it was also, so yeah, it was also to just sort of um, destroy the imagery of those people as well, like take away what they worship, take away what significance they have. It was kind of a psychological warfare where they did it a lot in Ireland where a lot of our monuments and things like that, houses of worship, uh, a lot of actually with, with Catholicism, a lot of our like say pagan stuff would have been completely wiped off the map um, and replaced with Catholicism. You know what I mean? So um, it's just seen as a threat, you know, and back then it was, you ruled with a fist, like, you know, so you just came in and smashed what was in the way and yeah. said, listen, you're fucking doing what I'm doing or you're not doing anything, you know, you'll die by our sword. So um, you'd imagine that, a lot of shit was lost, you know, but then new traditions are formed, you know, there's a lot of things in Ireland where said the Normans, when they came over here, they became very Irish. And then, so you have your own sort of Norman slash Irish culture. That's a hybrid culture in and of itself that has its own unique history. Um, So it's, it's tough to kind of disseminate where it starts and where it ends. I think with a lot of that stuff too. Yeah, and a lot of get, gets incorporated as well. So with the Christianization of of Europe, a lot of the pagan yeah, stuff yeah. got incorporated. You know, yeah, yeah. And look at the solstices, like the winter mm-hmm. solstice at Christmas and uh, Easter being the uh, equinox. Is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, yeah. the sun dies for three days mm-hmm. and is born again. There's all sorts of weirdness going on there that. It was easier for the Romans to incorporate these holidays. I mean, Halloween's an interesting one. If you ever look at like the... Samhain, yeah, yeah. Samhain is this Irish, really. Like, that's yeah. what it's kind of... It's funny. So sometimes you'll hear in Ireland, people will give out about... Uh, people celebrating Halloween and they'll say, that's a fucking American thing. That is it's like, <laughs> it's literally, it's literally fucking from here. Like it's not it's a fucking Celtic, American Celtic, thing. Man. Yeah, yeah. So it's, um, it's, it's funny... But I think I think Halloween was definitely celebrated in in the UK too. Sure, you would have had it in Wales. You would definitely would have had it in Scotland and probably yeah. parts of England as well. So, um, 
even King Arthur that would have been like a folkloric thing wasn't it that goes back pretty far like oh, that legend yeah. and stuff right yeah. it's like I Snowdonia is like one of my favourite spots I love going over there and sure there's all folklore about Snowdon the mountain itself and King Arthur was said to um, be laid to rest at the bottom of the lake and stuff like that in Snowdonia so um, there's a lot of uh, interesting folklore over there too yeah it's really cool there's so many different yeah. um, avenues to explore with King Arthur yeah uh, some people place him in, in North Wales and Chester right. and that sort of yeah, area yeah and- yeah, yeah. And yeah. they link it to the the Druids and the Druids yeah, yeah. getting the, the last sort of Druid stronghold was Anglesey. That's what that was where oh, they okay, were, right. when they were getting wiped out. And uh, the, the people in that sort of camp argue that the Glastonbury sort of um, angle was like a, a late uh, what would you call it? A bast- maybe a bastardization or a because it links to like Joseph of Arimathea and mm. Glastonbury Abbey and the founding of the church there, the first wooden site there. It's like, there's just so many different conjectures and arguments uh-huh. and you can read what you can read a book on one, on, on one area, say, say the Welsh mm. one. There was two authors, two Welsh guys who wrote a book and they were using like the Welsh bardic tradition, like the stories of, that the Welsh bards used to sing to mm. each other and looking at place names and different, names of places in these areas to try and put the reconstruct the story of Arthur in, in North Wales particularly. Mm-hmm. You read it and think, wow, that's great. It makes complete sense. Uh, and then you get to the next book and they make a perfectly cogent argument. Yeah, that it was somewhere, or somewhere, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like there's just so much lost to us. And like you mentioned about Egyptians and like you've got yeah. the whole Scorta, Princess Scorta going in yeah. and going to uh, leaving Egypt in the late Bronze Age and going up to Scotland and founding right. a civilization, for lack of a better word, in Scotland. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's just such a mess, isn't it? <laughs> like, yeah. It's trying to make it sense of it all. It's all over the place. And where are you lads from in England? We're up north, so Preston. Just, south, Preston. just south of the wall. Yeah. Uh, Lancashire is kind of where the Billington name is from, which would be like sort of my sort of distant family, but um, Chester and then Ellesmere Port and stuff where my, where my more recent gang are from. Like my dad would be English, so yeah, they're from all up that neck of the woods, but I'd be familiar with Chester. And I, whenever I go to Wales, I fucking love the place. Like it's such a nice spot up there in Snowdonia. It's a gorgeous spot. Um, but yeah, so you're all up north then. Lee, yeah, where like, we're, we're like down in London. Ah, London, Giza. London. We're just, out, just outside <laughs> London. <sort of. laughs> we're uh, the Blyheathrow Airport. <laughs> all right, yeah, yeah. We're closer to Rob than you are, Lee. And yeah, we're in the same go, country. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. you're right on the coast, aren't you, Rob? Yeah, Wexford, yeah. So it's uh, so it's originally a, a Viking town, uh, which Wexford means Vice Fjord, which is a bay of the mudflats. Um, when the Vikings landed here, they settled in Waterford, Wexford and Dublin. And so they were kind of the most... Uh, I suppose they're the best places to access between England and, and Ireland and, and Wales as well. And so a lot of the um, the invasions, all the, the landings and stuff actually happened in Wexford. Um, there was a lot of sort of uh, history between Wexford and, and, and Wales as well. Like, so uh, yeah, yeah, no, there's a lot of, there's a lot of history there. Um, Wexford is a nice little spot. It's right down in the the corner, sort of southeast. You can get uh, a ferry over. I usually, if I'm heading to the UK, I'll get a ferry from just literally pretty close by to my house and I can drive straight over to the UK from there. It takes like three hours. Happy days. I'm I'm well overdue a a visit, 
across Come the over. Where, where, where have you been before? Uh, well, my missus is family. They're from this little tiny hamlet called Holy Cross. And it's, okay, um, right. it's a couple of miles outside Thurless. Oh, yeah, yeah, Tarlis, yeah, yeah, that's in Tipperary, right, is it? Yeah, Tipperary, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it wouldn't be too far from me. It'd be like, there's nowhere in Ireland that's too far from anything. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's like probably an hour, hour and a half away. Nice, Tip is a nice spot, yeah. There's a couple, and you're really central there, so you can check out a lot of places when you're there, you know. Lots of cool castles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, And uh, others. And just beautiful. I mean, it was just so... I mean, it's like we're not from a huge metro. What's the population in Preston? About hundred thousand. The Greater Preston it's area. Big enough. Yeah. I mean, it's a, yeah, it's it's big. It's, big like, enough. it's a big yeah. town yeah, or, or yeah. a small city, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But like, go over to Thurless, and it's like just it's like rural. Well, it is, yeah. Especially yeah, if you yeah. if you're outside of like the the, the little hamlet we we're staying in, it's like there's a yeah. bridge over a yeah. lake, uh, over a river, and, and a shop, and that was pretty much yeah. it. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was great. Just leave me here, yeah, leave me here. Don't bother me for a week. <laughs> no, there's a lot. There's a lot of cool spots in Ireland and as well in in Wales and, and England. I want to see more of England. I, I want to do the um, you know, the Three Peaks Challenge. Have you heard of that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I want to do. I want to do that one fairly soon. Like I'm kind of, I'm fairly big into hiking, and it's one of those things. I'm like, gone for thirty five. I'm like, if I don't do it soon, I'll never fucking do it. <laughs> so uh, probably soon enough, I'll I look to do it. I, if I could hike Snowden every year, I'd do it. Actually, there's a dream. When we're on the topic of fucking dreams, I had a weird dream. Before we went to hike Snowden, I thought this was some type of prophecy that I was like, I'm going to fucking die on this mountain. Something crazy is going to happen. I had this dream. We had all planned to go and everything. And in this dream, I was hiking up the mountain. The sky was blood red. I mean, like almost comic book red, like this really vivid red. And in this dream... I felt like I was dying, right? I was like, oh, God, something's happening. I think there was a meteor coming down. It was like something out of fucking Final Fantasy Seven, And I was like, right, shit's, shit's, shit's over. And I was with all my friends and family, and we all sat down on the face of the mountain, and we kind of went, this, this is it. And so before we went on the hike, I was like, I don't know whether we should go up on this mountain now, lads. But yeah, it was all good in the end. So it was a lot of bollocks. But yeah, you can't be, you can't be worried sometimes about these things, you know. What is it with the three peaks? Do you have to do it in a weekend or something? A day, That's a day, Come on. You'd be, yeah, you'd be yeah. driving more sits time, won't you? Yeah, you've got to drive between them. You need a driver. You need a driver. Ben Nevis, Scaffold Pike and Snowden. Yeah, you need a driver to drive you from Ben Nevis down because, like, it's it's a fair spin, that is, right? Is that the Um, idea? You do the worst one first? You do Ben Nevis first? Yeah, you do Ben Nevis first, I think. And, um, yeah, see, I've I've hiked Snowden three times. And the first time I hiked it, I was five, right? So I've, like, I'm fucking finished with Snowden. I love the place, but I'm, like, <laughs> I have to do the others. I need the bigger challenge, you know? So I want to try Ben Nevis next. It's a, it's a beautiful-looking spot. And I can go and see Loch Ness. House, Loch Ness. Yeah. I can go around and see if I can hear fucking Alistair Crowley doing any fucking <laughs> sex magic. <laughs> fucking mad shit. The ghost of Alistair Crowley chasing some fucking women around the hills or something, you know? That's right. Um, he, had, he had that mansion, didn't he, on the banks of Loch Ness? Jimmy had Page the bought it. House. Yeah, Jimmy Page bought it. I actually recently seen fucking, would you believe, of all, of all people, Robert Plant live in Wexford. Ah, he played amazing. Here. It was fucking amazing. He's a child. I'm named after Robert Plant. That's why my name is Rob. Excellent. So um, when he came to Wexford, I was like, Wexford fucking down his bed here. But uh, yeah, on the subject, yeah, that's Beleskin House. Um, Jimmy Page bought that from the Crowley estate. Um, 
I had heard some stories about that place. There's, we want to do an episode about it, actually. Uh, we were, unfortunately, we were actually offered a, an opportunity to go and shoot a documentary in there. And we just at the time, because we're not full time podcasters, we just didn't have the fucking time to go like, yeah, we'll take a week off and and, and run over to Scotland. And it was kind of a regret, like, because I'd say it's a fucking mental spa. I mean, he was definitely up to all sorts in it. Uh, but we have Loftus Hall. Have you guys heard of Loftus Hall? No, don't oh, I have. I've heard the name. Loftus Hall, so we we did, it was one of our very early episodes we did about Loftus Hall, but there was a lot of history to Loftus Hall. It, it's um, it's a, it's a big fucking old style mansion um, that in more recent times, well, I say recent, Oliver Cromwell, when he invaded Ireland, he actually landed down at that spot where Loftus Hall is and um, he, he besieged the house or some shit like that. But before that, the, the story of Loftus Hall was that it was a hotel and kind of guest house. And if you are from the area, it's on like this peninsula and it's like windswept and there's waves battering pretty close by. It's a really spooky kind of airy place. And the legend goes that basically one night a a wary traveller knocked on the door. It was kind of after hours. The family weren't sure. And they said, yeah, come in. Look, um, we have a bar. You know, there's people playing cards if you want to come in. So he came in, sat down with the family. They were all playing cards in this um, in this room. And uh, the, the daughter of the family that let him in, she dropped the card and she looked under the table to get the card and she seen that the traveller had hooves. And <laughs> So when she said, so when she seen the hooves, she went, what the fuck, you know, and he burst up through the roof. He went like, oh, I've been found out, I'm off. And the the legend has it that there's a hole in the roof that has never been able to be repaired since. And the the place fell into disrepair for years and years. And we actually broke into it one time um, <laughs> years ago. Uh, my, my cousin and myself, we got up on the roof and it was a fucking big building. And he was pissed. He had like like a load of balls. I think he was drinking whiskey or something. And he, he was like, I'm going to get into the loft space here. And he gets in and there's like dead pigeons and shit in there. I'm like, I pulled them out by the legs. I was like, this is not happening because this is the start of a horror film right here. Like, <laughs> your, your drunk ass is going to fall down through this and onto the floor, break a leg or something. And then there's the horror film that starts. But there, what, what actually, what we, we realized when we did research was uh, it's a really sad tale. They reckon that it originated because the daughter of the family got pregnant out of wedlock and potentially to this man who, who had traveled there. And so what they did was they were a fairly well-to-do family and they probably would have tried to marry her in an arranged marriage or something that would have been beneficial. So what they actually did was they locked her in a room until she had the baby. And when that, when she had the baby, they buried the fucking baby in the walls of the building. And so her, apparently she was psychologically just completely fucking devastated. And uh, she just went into madness. 
and then her bones are actually somewhere in Wexford. We we did the research and found out bits and bobs about it. So I should have took like that these... well that had the lithium in it. Exactly, send her down to the lithium well. They should have done, yeah. Because uh, but again, with all these things, uh, just probably the truth lies somewhere in the middle, you know. But I'd say we've come across that sometimes in the past, where you know madness, especially when you're talking about females, unfortunately was used as a way to sort of just sweep them away as a, as a maybe they had children out of wedlock or maybe there was something like that um maybe there was a affair that happened and um they tried to just event some story when basically they just fucking murdered her or something which is which is really tragic but shit happens you know it's crazy imagine exploding through a roof i know i'd be right crack wouldn't i i was uh, i was going to my supplier the other way I, i'm in a uh, building trade nice and i went to um one of my usual suppliers yeah. And it's like um, it's like a big warehouse type building, and, yeah. the, and the front's like a showroom. Uh-huh. We've got all the stuff on the racks, and then there's like a, the office space behind it where they're where they're all sat behind the desks. And I walked in the other day, and uh, the like assistant manager who's got a desk at the back, Ian, mm-hmm. he had this scaffold up around his desk going up mm-hmm. through the false ceiling. I went, "What the fuck's going on?" Ian? He goes, "Have mm-hmm. you not heard?" And I went, "No." He says, "Come with me. Come with me." So he takes mm-hmm. me back round counter and into like the, the the warehouse bit and there's a massive hole in the skylight of this warehouse right and he said uh, we had a break in last night and uh the guy who opens up simon had come in that morning seven o'clock to open up and he'd uh, gone turned all lights on whatever and then he'd gone into the warehouse and he saw the break in in ceiling like that Mm-hmm. And then he heard a noise. And there was some scally like this clutching an R- a beam, an RSJ. <laughs> All right, how's it going, Thank lads? You. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what, what's the first thing you do? Get your phone out, take a photo, yeah. <laughs> and then you ran the blink. And this guy, he'd, he'd smashed through the skylight in the ceiling and then jumped down onto this beam, this RSJ, and he couldn't get back up. Oh, it, was like a, it was like a 40-foot wow. drop. Down, oh, shit. and he couldn't get back up through the skylight, so he, d- he clung there for six hours in the oh, freezing top. Oh, that's amazing! Sylvester Stallone, shit, that is my like cliffhanger. Yeah, cliffhanger. Oh, that freaked me out. That opening scene when I first saw that yeah, when I was a kid yeah. with yeah, the glove kiss, yeah. where that's bad. Oh man, do you guys get the sweaty hands when you watch anything like that? Like fucking my <laughs> yeah. palms sweat up like crazy when I'm watching any cr- like any of that like um you know like the free climbing where they have oh. and stuff like that and I'm like oh no I like those mad I, Russians them mad Russian yeah. guys yeah, with the phones yeah. out walking across yeah, beams yeah. And- yeah. buildings are worse for me it's always like I always see them as like more dangerous because you're like there's less handholds on a lot of them like especially those skyscrapers and stuff when you're going up like a sheer rock it's kind of in my eyes a little bit safer dare I say but yeah man the the, the lads that do buildings is absolutely crazy but I watched that what's his name Alex Hanold is that him? Hanold Hanold yeah he's um some of his stuff is just crazy to watch. Like it's it's mad inspiring. Like, but that dude is just like cool as ice. Like, there's something not right with him. He's like, yeah, look, fuck, I'm doing it. <laughs> he's he's not long for this world. No man, it's only no, a matter man. of time in it. Unless it's yeah. a simulation. 
Yeah, well, this is it. On his hat, it. Yeah, he's doing climbing.exe, you know. You see all those old pictures of people building the skyscrapers, don't you? And they're out there eating their sandwiches. Yeah, fucking Irish guys. Yeah, yeah. Mad bastards yesterday. They were probably half off their tits on whiskey or something. They're going up, you know what I mean? Those lads were a different breed. Those Irish guys that. The guys that left Ireland during, say, the famine or even after that when Ireland was, like, re- recovering from the occupancy, they, those guys are tough as fuck. They had no food. Like, my granddad would tell stories, like, um, his family would have been English, but he, he was born here and stuff, and they, they went back to England, say, in the 40s, I think it was. And um, my granddad has said, like, there'd be guys at that time, Irish guys, they'd come over, they had no money, like, they were fucking piss poor, and they'd sleep in, say, a tiny room, three or four of them would sleep in there, they'd have a frying pan, they'd cook their breakfast when they wake up, they'd have a drink, they'd go and work on the sites, they'd come back and they'd do the same thing every day. That was all they fucking did. And it was literally just so that they could eat, really. They didn't even have money. But it's the same kind of... It's funny because they're, they're talking about that shit in Qatar now, you know, the slavery <laughs> and shit like that. But man, I'm telling you, like, the those skyscrapers that you're talking about and stuff like that, those Irish that were building that shit, they didn't have much money and you could have called them um, slaves in, in many terms, I'd say, you know? Yeah. You can't go into a barbershop in the country without seeing that photo of, like, the five yeah, guys oh, sat yeah. on that, Sitting on the, on the RSJ. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's that's crazy stuff. So what do you do in construction then, Phil? Are you... Sparky. You, oh, you're Sparky, are you? Nice? Yeah, like, a, I control the electrons. Oh, all right. It's like yeah, a superhero. Jamie Foxx going around yeah, in fucking Spider-Man there, huh? It's all magnets. Fucking the shittest villain ever. Thanks. <laughs> I love Sparky's. It's a handy job. It's, it's something I'd never fucking touch myself. So I'm like, yeah, I have a friend who's a Sparky. I'm like, always like, come over, do a job for me, do a job for me, because I will not touch electrics. I'm like, fuck that shit. Oh, it's not that day. I'm, how many times have I been electrocuted? You can probably <laughs> count it on... 50 people's hands yeah a few dozen times i got i think i got i think my record is 12 in a day oh wow really yeah man when i was getting electrocuted getting electrocuted yeah i was an apprentice though i'm on a good like got stuck to something like have you ever gotten like where it's oh no that that means you're dead there's no way there's no like you'll see them they'll they'll touch things with the back of their hand yeah like that Okay. Yeah, if, if you grab onto something that's live, you, you, your curtains, you've had it. Have you yeah. ever been sent flying, like, after hitting off something? Have yeah, I've, I've, I've took a fly, I've took a, a dive off a pair of steps, yeah. Shit, well, yeah, I've been really? up on a ladder and done something stupid and then got blown off the ladder, yeah. Fuck, man, that's yeah. crazy. Does uh, the, the beard go upside down, like, over your face? <laughs> 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 Does it, like, cover you? To be fair, I'm on a good run. I reckon it's maybe two years. Oh, Since I last nearly died, that's got gone, man. That's gone. <laughs> Dashing with that, yeah. But um, it's it's usually youngsters. Like you take stupid risks and stupid chances, and that's when you win stupid prizes. That's yeah, when your yeah. cortex isn't fully developed. Yeah, it's yeah. your cerebral cortex. Yeah, once you get to twenty-seven ish for men, yeah, you start. I think it gets pushed back every time we talk about it. <laughs> well, yeah, because I'm still be thirty-four a... in ten years. Yeah. Still a fucking juvenile. I'm nearly forty. Yeah, yeah. true. <laughs> still do stupid things. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Anyway, we've done over an hour already, boys. Jesus, oh, time flies when you're having fun, lads. We should we should wrap this up. Yeah, um, yeah. Lee, do you want to go first? Where can people find your stuff? 
Uh, we're just out there. I just say, go look up the big conspire. If you can find us, then it's all good. It's meant to be. If not, then it's Back not. Off. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I'll put a link in the show notes anyway. Okay. And uh, what about yourselves, Rob and Monsterfuls? Where's the best place for people to uh, check your stuff uh, out? Uh, yeah, anywhere really. Like you know, you know yourselves. Um, Spotify, generally, yeah, Apple Podcasts, whatever you like. Um, we're also doing a live show in Dublin in the new year in nice. the Sugar Club. It's two days before Paddy's Day, so there there are a lot of people traveling over from the UK and America. Um, it's in a place called the Sugar Club, and we strategically planned it two days before Paddy's Day so that anyone that travels over will be here for patties you know so uh that'll be a good crack so if anyone wants to see us live or just listen to us yeah you can check it out just go to monster fuzz and just search them anywhere you'll find our links and stuff like that fairly handy perfect wicked right well thanks uh thanks for coming along chaps stay on the, the line for us for a minute while we play ourselves out cool. and uh check the links in the show notes guys absolutely yeah so, you know if your podcast rotation's getting a bit stale yep Check out Monster Fuzz and the Big Conspire and, uh, you know, freshen it up. Yep, get us on your list. <laughs> right. Sayonara. We'll be back in uh, shortly for part two. Do some news and some silly stuff, eh? Yeah. Yeah, cool. See you later, guys. Right. Ta-ra. Bye. Bye. Right, then. <laughs> <laughs> And we're back. Sorry, I wasn't ready when you said uh, we're back. And we're back. The cripple and the mother of madness. Yes. Oh, nailed it. Cut the dwarf out. Yeah, he's not here. Yeah, Matt's not here this week. Anyway, that was our chat with uh, Rob from Monster Fuzz and Lee from Big Conspire. Yes, both What are you doing people? there? You're like dropping shit and knocking stuff over. Yeah, and, oh, freaking. you dropped your giant... Uh, <laughs> You giant vaping machine. This is uh It looks like a uh <laughs> not a Game Boy, yeah. It's kinda like a game, a game, Boy. Ge- a game Gear. Game Gear, yeah. Do you remember those with the T V adapter? I didn't have one. I think this runs Windows. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, yeah, check out the links in the show notes if your uh, podcast rotation is feeling stale. Check out Monster Force and the Big Conspire. Put them on your list. I don't know where this list has come from, but hasn't everyone got a list of podcasts they listen to? Keep updated. And yeah, I do, yeah. I download stuff regularly yeah. and always in looking for new stuff. Yeah, in MS Notepad or Apple Notes. Or I like the way um, Monsterfuls do two shows a week at about an hour, hour and 15, something like that. Yeah. And it's like one more subject-specific and then... The mini fuzz is more bullshit pub talk. And it's like what we do. but It is, but split. A bit split. And I'm thinking maybe this is the way forward. I don't know. Well, if you've got any thoughts on that, listeners, eavesdroppers. Well, um, we're we're experimenting with this formula of doing one show a month where there's no guest and no news and it's it's pub talk. Yeah, just barn building. Barn building, yeah. yeah. Beard grooming. That's it, yep. Waxing the quiff, queef. <laughs> if you like, <laughs> we're doing it already. This should be next week. Oh, no, right. This is supposed to be serious. Come on, fucking <laughs> hell! <laughs> right, let's uh, let's move on. <laughs> Links in the show notes, fuckers. Let's do some headlines. Do you want to see what I've got? Show me what you got. Show me what you got. Are you retarded?
<laughs> Show me what you got. An assortment of rainbow dildos. Oh my god! Oh my god. Chaos. A big news story. Headlines of the week. Bring it in from the right. From the right, okay. Your wish is my command. <laughs> oh my god, what's going on there? Oh my god. Whoa, 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 hang on. Oh my god! <laughs> Is that bad? It's not bad. Oh, maybe I should do it this way. Let's do it. Let's bring it in from the right. Do you see this shit? <laughs> this what? Guy, what? Sorry, those guys are still underneath, but it's fine. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. No, let me let me fix this for the people on, in video land. <laughs> I'm in. Uh, yeah, I'm in the wrong bit. I should be in this bit. Part two. The clues Here in the name. Go. Clues. Hi. <laughs> In hot water, urgent warning of a new viral cooking trend that's seen that's seen a dangerous way to fry a steak. What? Wow. Did I you mean, know there was a dangerous way to fry a steak? Well, like off the off a gantry on a high building. <laughs> like oh. those Russian nutters yeah. doing pull-ups off off steel beams. On a railway line. Jet, <laughs> jet fuel on meat and melt steel beams. <laughs> it would fry a uh, uh, a steak, though, pretty nicely, I imagine. Well, fire authorities are urging TikTok viewers not to try the new hack, which is being watched by millions of people. Uh, would you like to take a guess? Oh, You're out of ideas. Do Don't sh- do anything on TikTok. Shall I give you a visual aid? Please. Or should I give you visual aids? Um, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, you've, you've done the second one there. Uh, yeah, that's... Uh, that's two steaks in a toaster. Fuck, oh, what if you want toast afterwards? Well, yeah, good point, because obviously this will have to be sterilised. You shouldn't put raw meat in a toaster, no? You should not. Let's see what it says. Uh, yeah, um, nom, 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 nom. the trick sees people using a toaster to cook steak by inserting the slab of meat. Mm. Mm, inserting <laughs> a slab of meat. Kinky. Before breakfast, where the bread would normally, <laughs> <laughs> where the bread would normally go. Oh my god! Oh god! Yeah, TikTok user Juliet is seen using the toaster's grill plates to cook the beef before pulling it out with her tongue. <laughs> Sorry, tongs. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! What I'm uh, using the hashtag Chef. Yes. Mm. Uh, the American woman, known only as Juliet, captioned the video: "Cooking steak for my bo- oh sorry, cooking steak for my boyfriend." Where's she from? Boston. The Netherlands, obviously. Oh. <laughs> cooking the steak for my ah, boyfriend. Right. Okay. Juliet Van Damme. Uh, yeah. Troopers. <laughs> we just received new orders. Our superiors the- <laughs> say you cook the steak in the toaster. It is. Well, it's a daft idea. I mean... Bison is being paid off for his crimes. Bison, that's where the steak came from. And our friends, who have died here, will have died here for nothing. Are you going to do a whole movie? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Charmaine, Charlemagne, on the chat, says, I've done potato waffles in the toaster. I've also done that. And it says on the box that you can do that. However, written on the side of a cow is not instructions to cook in a toaster. So I wouldn't trust steak in a toaster, it seems. 
Head mental. Well, the idea has been slammed by the London Fire Brigade, Killjoys, who are urging anyone who sees the trending video not to try it at home as it could lead to a blaze breaking out. They're blaze. Social, blaze. They're blazing. The social media account said on Twitter, what are you having for dinner? This hashtag electrical safety week, we're reminding people to only use electrical products for their designated use. Right. What about banana cleaners? <laughs> well, Is that only de- for bananas. Are you telling me I can't put my cock in a banana cleaner anymore? I have to use it for its designated use. Especially not if it's 240 volts. Don't cook steaks in the toaster. It's don't, immoral. Just don't do it. No. Okay. Oh, God. Oh, oh it's a slideshow. Hang on. I've got more. Oh, what? what's happening? No. Never mind. Let's uh, move on to the next headline. See what it is. A uh, sex cult leader who preached Islamic sermons while surrounded by scantily clad women dubbed his kittens is jailed for 8,500 years in oh. Turkey for child abuse, rape and fraud. Holy shit, he's going to be angry when he gets out. That's a stretch and a half, that, isn't it? Jesus. Yeah, Turkish sex cult l- leader... And televangelist who preached Islamic sermons while surrounded by scantily clad women has been jailed for more than eight and a half thousand years. Adnan Oktar, 66, is known for holding theological discussions while surrounded by glamorous women who he dubbed his kittens. (laughs) He was sentenced last year to 1,075 years in prison after being found guilty of 10 separate charges, including child sexual abuse, leading a criminal gang, rape, blackmail, fraud, political and military espionage, and causing torment. Oh, God. That's a weird... Throw away the key. Yeah. Well, I mean, the key will have eroded to dust (laughs) in eight and a half thousand years, no? It will have turned to lead in the heat death of the universe. (laughs) This ruling was overturned earlier this year by an upper court, but following a retrial, the High Court in Istanbul yesterday sentenced Oktar to 8,656 years in prison, an eightfold increase to his previous sentence. I mean, I I mean, there's nothing dodgy about this photo, is there? Oh, is that him? Is that him? Yeah, that's him. (laughs) Wow, he looks like, um, who's he look like? Rafael Benitez. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. I'm sure I've seen that face before. I mean, who would see? I mean, he doesn't look dodgy at all. Octar's a great name for a cult leader as well. Octar! Yeah, or a Marvel villain. Yeah, he does look a bit like the Kingpin in his suit. Why is he angry there? I mean, he's no reason to be angry, surely. No. He doesn't look like it. A bit of a self-styled um, Hugh Hefner. A guru. Yeah, Hugh Hefner, yeah. Yeah, uh, where was I up to? Uh, a number of women who have since left the cult told his trial that they were subjected to sexual slavery. One woman testified that Octar had sexually assaulted her and forced the women to take contraceptive pills. In January last year, Octar had been sentenced to more than a thousand years and the initial trial featured lurid details and harrowing sex crime allegations, with Octar telling the presiding judge in December that he had close to 1,000 girlfriends. Wow. That's, um... Just enough. 
uh, quote, There is an overflowing of love in my heart for women. Love is a human quality. It is a quality of a Muslim, he said in a hearing in October. He added on another occasion, I am extraordinarily potent. <laughs> oh, God. Ottar first came to public attention in the 1990s when he was the leader of a sect that was caught up in multiple sex scandals. David Guest, that's who I was thinking of. Sorry. It does not like David Guest. <laughs> He's dead now. Is he? He is. Is he? he is. is he? Is yes, he is. Is that banner or is he dead? Oh, my God. Is he dead? He's dead. He's dead. And the C is always right. <laughs> the C said he's dead, so he is dead. He's dead. Um, one of the women at his trial ident- identified only as CC, Charisma Carpenter. Is that a name? <laughs> told the court that Octor had repeatedly sexually abused her and other women. Some of the women he had raped were forced to take contraceptive pills, CC told the court. Asked about 69,000 contraceptive pills found in his home by the police, Octar said they were for used f- to treat skin disorders and menstrual irregularities. How is this? 69,000 pills! That's insane. Morning after pills, or similar. Yeah. Well... 69,000! It's mental. But he's locked away now, so... For, you know, until probably the next global reset, global catastrophe. In eight and a half thousand years' time. I mean, we're in another ice age by then, surely. Yeah, yeah, would you for summit? Are we true? A meteor. What, immediately? For a polar flip. <laughs> when? Yeah, any time. Any time? What, like tomorrow? Th- Thursday. <laughs> should I, like, cancel my appointments for tomorrow? I think you should. Just Shit. in case. For a polar flip. You can never be too careful. It's going to be a giant earth crustal displacement tomorrow. On the, on the be. morrow? I think there might be. I think they're going to send a team to the core of the earth. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's uh, Bill <laughs> Bill Willis. Bruce Willis <laughs> going to be heading the team. No, it'll be that. Uh, what was it? Who is it in the core? Oh. What did you do with Big Chungus? Big Chungus. That's is it, it Big Chungus? Big Chungus. He's going to vent to electrical once he gets there. Really? Yes. That's cool. True story. All right, shall we? Uh, shall we do some housekeeping? It's yeah. about time, isn't it? Okay. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. This is a value for value podcast. If you find this podcast valuable, please consider it is value. Some myriad of ways of doing this, and my favourite way, as ever, is word of mouth. Word of mouth Maybe is a great a, one. You're in a Discord server, Facebook group, Telegram channel, whatever it might be. If you um, see fit and you think it's appropriate, yeah, post a link. Yeah, do it. Tell your book clubs and your bridge squares. Wherever you see people, tell them about the Irish Inquisition. Virtually <laughs> or in the face. <laughs> we need more. More of that madness. Um, you can leave us a review on your favoured uh, podcast listening channel. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll read them out if we get them. Or oh, Matt will read them out. That's his job. Yeah, I like getting reviews. Yeah, it's great. Um, on Spotify, you can just say, uh, we have the star rating thing on Spotify now. You can just uh, punch in your star rating. Five stars. 100% excellent. 
and then uh, leave a little message and yeah we'll read it out or you could um buy some merchandise mm. in the Amish loot chest yeah link in the show notes for that if you want to uh, get some merch let's see you've got a few examples here what have we got what have this we is got? uh least designed the bacon nuts t-shirt from the Francis Bacon episode. Yeah, if you're a fan of Francis Bacon and the Shakespearean authorship question. Yep. You want to tell everyone that you're a bacon nut without verbalising it, you wear this T-shirt. That's the T-shirt for you. We've so got it in mug form as well. Mm, sure. in that. Is, is there a pork-based drink? <laughs> a pork-based drink? I don't think there is. <laughs> Gap in the market, man. Absolutely, We should yeah. be on that. yeah. Flog it out of the loot chest. All right, edit this out so we can we can have it. We'll call it Porkville. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a horrendous holiday camp. <laughs> Limp Dick City. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we what do else have you know, less less bacony uh, t-shirts. Three weeks to flatten the earth. That's, That's my favourite design. I like that design. Lee did that one from the Big Inspire. I love Lee. it. Oh, he's prolific. And, uh, yeah, we've got the Literally a Communist. Mm-hmm. I should have that on the, uh, on the old board. <laughs> oh, it's this one. Because I'm literally a communist. Literally. Yeah, you did that one, didn't did, you? did, yes. Yeah. What else have we got? Oh, and then there's the logo. Just so, the logo. Yeah. Oh, I like that one as well. In various colours and shapes and sizes. Yeah. You'll find the link in the show notes for that. Do we do um, those RIP wallets from the 90s with logos on? I don't think so. I don't no. think we. I don't think we can get wallets. I'll check that. Oh, we'll look into it. Um, you can um, send us artwork. All this is about is becoming a producer, isn't it? It is. It is. Stopping being a, a listener and being a producer and help uh, crowdsource, crowd produce this <coughs> podcast. And one great way is providing artwork. We have new show artwork every week, and we had this submission coming this week from Lee. There it is. There you go. Who have we got there? We've got Ron, Ron, Ron Perlman. <laughs> yes. With, uh, he's got his sort of hand behind Shakira's head. Oh, is that Shakira? There she is. Yeah, hips don't lie. Hips don't lie. We've got a Weetabix. Pine <laughs> <laughs> of orange juice. Pine of orange juice. Perfect. And uh, a castle in the background. I mean, what more do you want? I mean, it's, it's got everything I want and more. I wasn't expecting a Weetabix, to be honest, but I'm glad it's there. No one expects <laughs> the Weetabix. No one. Yeah, Lovely. so uh, you can submit artwork either via the Inquisition at gmail.com or via the Discord. Discord is a great place to come and say hello and become a producer. There's various threads there for sending us news stories, articles, YouTube videos, sound clips, uh, things you maybe think are interesting or funny or require amplifying. It's great. It's quite. It's quite um, busy in there as well. I, I occasionally get lost and wander in, and it's quite. It's frothing with um, interesting people. So yeah, it's like um, it's an interesting avenue of social media. Mm. Twitter is a, a post-apocalyptic hellscape. It's going that way, isn't it? Full of crazy people. <laughs> and uh, Discord, you can build your own sort of like-minded. While we're allowed on there. Yeah. Because, you know, they do get shut down. We know lots of people and other podcasters who've had the Discord shut down and they've had to migrate to other platforms, which is a shame. But, you know, what can you do? Yeah, and it's it's not free-for-all either. We are in control. And if you are a dick, you will get pitched over the high walls of 
the Amish Inquisition Discord castle. Well, I think you're fine if you go to the dis- Discord and you go to the Welcome and Rules tab. Welcome. And uh, I'm, I'm doing this live now because I forgot what I put, but if you scroll up to the top, uh, pinned one, welcome to our Discord server. Rule one, don't be a dick. End of transmission. That's it. It's easy. Yeah. If you are a dick, you'll be booted. Simple Absolutely. as. Yep. And uh, my decision is final. I am judge, jury, and executioner yep. of the dicks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got a, t- a tiny guillotine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah join the discord server link in the show notes for that excellent um it's a good place to help us out any other ways you can- oh focus chi Ooh. no requests no focus chi requests this week but um this is a service that we offer if you're in a flunk maybe you're, you're feeling a bit down the dumps mm. or maybe you're under pressure you've got something happening at work that you need help with you need focusing your mental energies for a project or a presentation or an interview, something like that. Yeah. Um, pop us a request in the thread in the Discord or email us um, and request some focus chi. And we, as a community, will focus our chi in your direction for your given aim. And this is something that millions of people have been putting their faith in for thousands of years this idea of focusing energies and stuff. And to be honest, I'm a bit of a skeptic. However, it's a hundred percent accurate and a hundred percent successful so far. We have different. Us three have different strategies, don't we? We're we gonna, do. I tend I tend to aim for the pineal gland of the recipient, sort of like a a direct thread, <clears throat> pineal gland to pineal gland, concentrated energy beam. I'm more like a broken hose pipe. Uh, so just uh, <laughs> pissing everywhere in all directions. Like that walrus who was trying to come on Rob. Absolutely, yeah. That's um, uh, mm, disturbing. <laughs> and uh, Matt tends to... I am going to aim for the prostate in the men. Asna! Straight goes for the prostate. Straight for it. I That's where the real pineal gland is. <laughs> I wonder where he aims for in the women. Mm. I don't know. Well, ask I don't him. Know. We should, we should find him next out. Week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we've done that way. I think that's all the producer stuff that we need to do, isn't it? Um, there is one other way of supporting us. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's it's uh, by tossing us a coin of your chosen uh, currency. In our toss a coin <laughs> to your wish. Nice, nice pad. That was a bit <laughs> a bit slow on the uptake then. Yeah. Do it for the lads. Lads, lads, you know, because oh, we're northern and we're bloody miserable and the weather's fucking shit. You go to thearmistinquisition.com, there's a PayPal button there and you can give us a one-off donation or sign up for a monthly recurring sustaining donation. We really appreciate appreciate it. Whoa, fucking hell, we really appreciate it in these difficult economic times, right? We do. Don't we, <laughs> We do. You know, you can stick your hand in your pocket, chuck us a coin. <laughs> yes no we do we do absolutely appreciate it yeah. and as phil says it is it is sustaining and it helps us uh produce this uh continuation of the uh the podcast yes only you fuckers out there can save blockland yes. and keep the shit show going from one week to the next so i think it's probably time is it time we uh 
Thank the producers for episode 258. Shall we big them up? It's time to big up the man Dems. Yo. Okay, what's my list? Here it is. Who've we got producers for this episode? We have uh, Martin Young, Helen of Troy, Slicko, Lee, and Nick. Thank you. Thank you very much, guys. It's so amazing. They are. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> amazing in their love, literally. The dwarf, the carrots, the grape, the homophobe, the wind, the base, the sigma chat, the corn pop, chunks, the number 11, the blind man, the big jungus, the cripple, and the mother of the big from hell. Are you retarded? Don't get in, never will. Yeah, thanks for your support for another week. And uh, these producer credits are real. Absolutely. We will back you up. You can put this in your CV. Yeah. Your uh, LinkedIn, your Tinder profile. Yeah, you can write it on a public toilet wall. Yeah. Fun. Famous. Absolutely. Yep. Um, the, yeah. Um, we will back you up, man. We I, will. You can put this. It's real. 100%. I am a produ- podcast producer. Yep. Support goes both ways. Of course it does, yeah. It's only fair to recognise people, isn't mm-hmm. it, for uh, the stuff they do. Yep. So, yeah. Jolly good. Good stuff. Yeah, slow slow week news wise. You know, it's uh, there's not been a lot of weird stuff happening to be honest this week. No, I've managed to avoid the news all week. I think it's pretty good. There's not been a lot happening. There was, uh, should say, this time of year. You know, the, um, clocks going back, nights drawing in. Yeah. Don't take medical advice from me, but you may want to consider. Vitamin D supplementation. Oh well, yes, yeah, I've forgotten. If you if you haven't been doing it throughout the year, it's Pascal's wager. You have nothing to lose. And uh, there was an interesting study in Nature, the journal Nature, this week uh, came out, and um, Doctor John Campbell did a video on it, mm. and it seems pretty definitive. This one. Um, now, this was about the the Divic ninety one. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, this Nature article showed a, I think it was thirty percent reduction in mortality with vitamin D supplementation. And what was interesting about it, it was using the um, U.S. Veterans Affairs, like Department for, for Veterans. So it's a huge cohort. It's about over half a million people, I think. Mm-hmm. And what was interesting was. It was dose-specific. So in the treatment group, some people had like 20 IUs, which is nothing. Not a lot. 50, 100, 150, 500, 1,000, all the way up to 50,000. Right. And they found that the uh, reduction in mortality was correlated to increased dosage. So oh, okay. that, that intimates that there's a real effect going on. Mm. They also found that, because um, it's veterans... Black veterans also had an increased response to the tri- in the treatment group. And we know that vitamin D is linked to... Exposure to the sun. Yeah, and if you have more melanin in your skin, it's harder to absorb mm-hmm. vitamin D. So that's another secondary correlation that this might be having an effect. So it seems pretty... Pretty convincing, really. And, and like you say, what have you got to lose? Yeah, it's six, cheap. six quid for a year, man. Yeah. Uh, that's assuming that you take it all year round. Like, 
I I work outdoors quite a lot. I'm out and about, so I get plenty of sun in the spring and the summer. So I probably don't need to take it mm. in those periods. But whereas I, I live in a cave and <laughs> must take it. I think anyone in northern latitudes probably yeah you've known to lose by taking it. So no. I thought that was maybe important to not important, but you know, do what you want. But I'm saying I'm going to take it. I take I take four thousand IU's a day with. I forget the dose of vitamin K2 that's tied to it. Maybe 100 IUs or 100 micrograms or something. Don't quote me on that. Do your own research. Yeah. Might be worth taking it. You've nothing to lose. Yep. Right. Um, what should we do? Should we do uh, KFC? We could do KFC. Fancy? Should we go now? Yeah, I'll have a Zinger <laughs> Tower Mail, please. Fuck, KFC got in trouble this week in Germany. Oh, I remember. I did see this, yeah. It was about uh, Kristallnacht. Right, the night of the crystals. Broken glass. (laughs) (laughs) Broken glass. It was... um, It's nicht! (laughs) Kristallnacht was... uh, um, Well, it's the anniversary, so it must be November. November 1938. And it was when uh, a lot of... Uh, people in Germany went a bit nuts and started smashing the windows of Jewish shops and stuff. Oh, man. So historians often refer to it as like the start of the persecution, of the Holocaust. Right, shit. Yes, and uh, KFC w- went a bit nuts. Got a report here. Well, what's this about KFC in Germany apologizing for an unfortunate promotion? Yeah, unfortunate indeed. Now, context here, historical context. Kristallnacht means in German, night of broken glass. This happened in November of 1938 when Nazi thugs broke the windows of many Jewish-owned businesses. Historians say this marked the beginning of the Holocaust. Well, Kristallnacht, the, the commemoration was yesterday. And in Germany, KFC sent out a notification to German app users saying, hey, let's treat yourself in honor of Kristallnacht. I swear I'm not making this up. Uh, The app uh, sent a message saying, it's um, Memorial Day for Kristallnacht. Treat yourself with more tender cheese on your crispy chicken. You're embarrassing yourself. Yeah, that's a a bit off the mark, isn't it? (laughs) Now, no human would do this. Well, there are some dumb humans about. Oh, right. Oh, right. Some I'm maybe speaking from experience. Someone who's <laughs> historically illiterate. Perhaps. Perhaps right. a youngster. Someone who, right. Now, this is, in, this is an interesting point. So someone who's historically illiterate would do this because they see it as a public holiday. Yep. So it's an opportunity for a promotion. Yeah, they're not bothered about the history behind it. Well, they don't know. They're ignorant. They, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, needless to say, Kristallnacht is not an appropriate place to be pushing fast food. Moreover, you don't treat yourself on a Nazi memory day. (laughs) KFC followed up by saying, yeah, oops. Uh, It uh, blamed this on an automated system, a bot that links national observances to food promotions. And apparently that bot thought, Kristallnacht, great, let's promote fried chicken. Terrible idea. KFC apologized, said this is obviously unplanned and wrong. But I think uh, we can all agree that, no, this is no excuse for this happening under any circumstance whatsoever. For more on my take on all of this... They should, have, um, they should have asked the bot for it. You should have had a right to reply. I mean, there's no, like, QC, quality control or anything. From The bot spits out an idea and no one just goes, yep. 
Seems to be. That's daft. It's cheapy KFC. Well, wouldn't you have to employ someone to do that oversight? Oh, uh, yeah, because you don't have to pay a bot. But, I mean, there should be... There should be some quality control somewhere in the KFC. <laughs> it's not in the fucking industrial food, is it? complex. <laughs> God, have you ever eaten it? It's <laughs> shite. It's, what I don't like is when you bite into it and the skin kind of slides around the chicken like it's on some kind of slimy bed of like a snallygaster. Shite. <laughs> Otherwise, it's delicious. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's not even food, man. Like all that fast food stuff. I was reading somewhere about McDonald's and the potatoes. Oh, it's freaking shame, McDonald's. I, I never feel uh, satisfied after any sort of McDonald's meal, apart from their breakfast items, strangely. Wow. I would have thought they're the worst. Well, I, I don't touch the eggs, obviously. Well, a bacon roll is a bacon roll. <laughs> <laughs> pork. Pork. Pork is pork. <laughs> no, the, uh, what was I saying before about pork? Um, the pork drink, pork based drink, pork fill. <laughs> pork, uh, pork I have a bacon roll meal with brown sauce and a large pork fill, please. <laughs> I think we're on to a winner with pork fill. Yeah, but I don't want to call it pork fill. Uh, That's the best bit. I know. The best bit's in the name. No matter what it tastes like, I want Portville. Pork. Would it be a cold carbonated drink? Oh, God. Yeah, with. Lots of caffeine in it. Like a monster. Yeah, Yeah, like an energy drink. Oh, what's that new, that prime drink that is selling for. Like 20, 30 quid a, a can on me. What? It's to do with some some influencer. I don't, I don't know who it is, but some some YouTube influencer. Is it Logan Paul or someone? Oh. I don't even fucking know who that is. I, I've got, I'm in too deep already. But it's uh, like an energy drink and all the kids are going mental for it. For uh, And it's selling for far, far more than it should online. But this Porkville will be the next whatever that is. Well, you can't beat the taste of pork. So if you can, if you can, if <laughs> that's you, written on the can. <laughs> it's, it's a strap line. Yeah. So if you can put that into a drink, I mean, you can't lose. You can't. You cannot lose. Bacon sausages. Why has no one done this before? This is what I'm worried about. That there might be some. Are we going to get bumped off? An existing pork drink. Is some James Bond character going to come bursting through the door and say, whoa. Odd job. (laughs) Odd odd drink. (laughs) I'd buy it. I'd buy Portville. Full disclosure, I would not buy Portville. (laughs) It might send me over the edge into, into vegetarianism, I think. Oh, my God. Porkville. Oh. Like, oh no, you'd end up using it as gravy, surely. Pork. Oh, we could sell it in bags and you could heat it up in a toaster. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put bags in toasters. Doesn't sound uh, sanitary. Come on. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm just imagining the kids on the, on the bus to school. Finishing the port villain. You got caught sucking your fingers on the bus. Oh, fuck, sucking. you know what? I've just thought of something. Like, all the empty cans knocking around buses and streets just... I've like, been there for, like, a few days in the heat. 
just stinking. <laughs> People are going to remember that and think, Fuck mm, that, it's all about profit, Porkville. man. Profit. Well, that's, that's, Someone else can clean that shit up. Well, that's going to add to our revenue. Those people thinking, oh, what's that, what's that odd smell? I could just go for a can of hot Porkville, right? <laughs> <laughs> Where's my nearest Porkville? <laughs> it's going to work. Is it, is it going to be hot or cold, though? I think you can choose. There'll be, there'll be a, a section of perverts who like cold, fizzy Porkville. <laughs> we can cater for them. And then, do you remember? Do you remember in the sort of late nineties, you used to be able to get hot chocolate in a can, and it would heat up. You push, you push, yeah, you push the thing, a, but, a button underneath the can. Must have been some weird chemical that got banned, but it heated up the can, and you could have a hot, hot drink. So we'll bring that back. That sounds like witchcraft. I don't remember that. Uh, it's science. Hey, <laughs> Somehow, what's the, what's the difference? <laughs> Porkville. It's a matter of perspective. Porkville's the difference. Right, so you can have cold Porkville in the can. Otherwise, you press a thing on the bottom yeah. and it heats it up. You can have hot Porkville. Porkville. You can, you can also buy sachets of powdered Porkville to mix oh, it up. Hotels. Hotels. Hotels, That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, you have your coffee, your tea bags, your little tubs of milk and a sachet of Porkville. Yeah, absolutely. We're on to it. We're on to it. When are we going on Dragon's Den? We just need to hash out the alcoholic version. <laughs> <laughs> a bottle of single malt Porkville. <laughs> Whoa, no, no. It's got to be a session. As the, when it is a session. Yeah, I, I would say 4%. I want a pint. An IPA? Yeah, a pint of Porkville. <sighs> I think there's yeah. more margin in that rather than whiskey. I'm just tasting the foam. 20 quid, 20 quid's a lot to lay out for a bottle of Portville. If it's three quid a pint, yeah, but it's I'll give it a go and hours. then I'm hooked. You'd have Portville Ultra in, in the high, <laughs> for the high-end market. All right. And that would be like a a nice bottle for Christmas. You know, you give it to your, your family members for Christmas. Bow around it. Yeah. 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 It might be in a wooden box like those fancy wines. But porky. So yeah, how long have we got next week? This is our exit strategy, you know, for yeah. doing the podcast. If this takes off, we won't have to do this every week anymore. I think there'll be demand for a Porkville specific podcast. Yeah, we'll license it. Yeah, yeah. Get Rob, get Rob and Lee to do it. Yeah. Rob and Lee. Porkville. Yeah, we'll just do jingles and stuff. Oh, we'll have jingles for next week. Yeah. Respect, Rum Boy. Rum Boy. Respect. Respect. Right. Right. Well, I mean, I'm happy to finish now. Yeah. I think I've got a day off tomorrow. Have you? Yeah. Um, my bladder is bulging. I can see. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we, we won't bother talking about anything. We could have talk, talked about the World Cup and stuff, but... Ah, fuck. You're that guy, about that, that head of FIFA who went fucking oh, mental. Football Jesus, yeah. Football Jesus? Is that what the head of FIFA's referred to as? I think so. What's he called? Is he, is he in, Italian? In Pitago or something. In Pitago, <laughs> that's a skin condition, no? Is it not? I think it is. I don't um, know. I'll have to check Nigel Farage's tweets because, <laughs> oh, obviously... Well, obviously, he tweets about it. Of course he's got it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, oh, it might be a while. Infertility. What is his name? It's the head of FIFA now. What, yeah. 
the bald guy. Bald. Maybe I can't find it. Oh, I probably should have uh, prepared this beforehand. It's just suits and ties. Then. Yeah, and immigrants on boats on dinghies. <laughs> God. No, he he retweeted that clip of the head of FIFA saying, "I'm I'm gay. I'm disabled. Oh I'm yes, a, I'm a yeah. migrant worker or something." Yeah. It's all a lot of bullshit. It is. I, I don't know. I watched I watched like ten minutes on my phone of the opening game today. Qatar versus Ecuador. Yeah, Battle well, of the Giants. Yeah, that'll get them on the seat, bums yeah. on seats, won't it? When are England playing tomorrow? Is it tomorrow? Oh yeah, it's afternoon, isn't it? Is it dinner, lunchtime? One o'clock. Iran. Yeah, I don't really care who they're playing. Iran. Iran should win that. No, should be a cricket score. Should it? Well, I, I don't know. I imagine. <laughs> I've not heard anything about Iran being two hundred thirty for nine footballing force. Yeah, yeah, about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Should be exciting then. Yeah. Right, Unless might, rain stops play. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's ball tampering. Bad light. <laughs> My catheter ball tampering. Your catheter? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, descending into chaos. Yep. Let's sign off. Yes, let's. So thanks very much for listening uh, again. Your um, presence is always welcome here. Uh, and we hope to see you again next week. Well, you won't see us next week. We know we're video next oh. week, but the uh, audio podcast will come out as normal. But no, no live video next week. We're, we're doing a, one of these pub talk. Yeah, Amish that, barn building. Barn building. That barn maybe building. that's what we should call them. It's good day. I mean, we got barn, Borgville barn building, barn building, barn villain. <laughs> yep. So it'll be audio only. Pub talk bullshit. Yep. Well, we have the chat. We had the chat last time, didn't we? No. Didn't no, we there'll be no chat, no live stream. Ooh. All right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> rules is rules. If you watch on uh, YouTube, then we'll be back in two weeks. But yes. go to uh, Spotify or iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and you can listen to it there next week. Yep. Right. Have you, Sayonara. Are you entertained? I am. Are you not entertained? Good. Yeah. Yeah, I like what we got. What we gave. <laughs> I like what you got. Good job. All right. We'll uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye. I love you. Porkville. (laughs) (laughs) Buy buy shares in Porkville. Drink Porkville. Epic dub. Asna. Don't you take it out of it. Based Sigma chat. You don't give a fuck. I look like a war-hardened goblin. I'm a fucking asshole. You're embarrassing yourself. Wagwan fan, you're going to Somerset. You're a big chungus. Happy birthday, you giant mistake. That's it, man. Game over, man. Game over. Congratulations on becoming a doctor of thugonomics.